Welcome back, Rage Nation. Got myself Pete here. That's yeah. not really exciting. You got Senior Dixon. I don't think that's appropriate. And you got Monsieur Leopard. Explorers deserved it. No. Absolutely. I was disgusted. I cannot believe they've done this. Why is wacky? Why is that good? It's just nonsense. I disagree on that. That's not possible. <laughs> We're getting the band back together. We're on a mission. Yeah. Now, now we've got a whole new list of things to complain about. Welcome back, Rage Nation. We are at it again. we got myself, Pete, here, and we have Senior Dixon and Monsieur Leopard with us. What's going on, fellas? What's up? <laughs> How you doing? Don't let Chris fool you. It's Leopard. How you doing, eh? <laughs> I could have sworn yeah. it was Leopard. <laughs> yeah, that. So, yeah, we're going to... Should be a pretty fun episode today. We're going to go ahead and recap how we uh, how we did on the Atlanta tournament, some of the things that we noticed, some of the matchups that we thought were interesting, and then just overall general bitching about things, as we do. But before we get into that, make sure that you guys are checking us out. Finally got the YouTube channel up to 500 subs, so congrats whoever got pulled. And uh, yeah, we're doing the same thing for 1,000 subscriptions. So as we continue to put out more and more YouTube content, make sure that you like, subscribe, and share the uh, Rage Crew Wire YouTube. That way, when we get to a thousand, we can give away another core crew box or a title box of your choice. So that's something that we're going to continue to do as that channel grows. So always feel free to share that with new people and people that aren't subscribed yet. So we can keep giving away free stuff to the community just for supporting us. And uh, yeah, got a lot of chatter. Dixon, you can vouch for on the uh, Discord channel. It's been going a blazing lately. Yep, yep. I mean, it's been a couple of things that have been very interesting the six nations the uh the finally the the rankings for the full tour came out uh uh freaking like what you call it the new releases a uh, video came out a new model came out we had the new enforcer yeah. for a new keyword that we've never seen before he's yeah. a story what the hell does that mean and then i uh Ooh, and the then i put in the never-ending story, story. <laughs> i put that in the discord and who was it? I think it was Clay was like, well, thanks for that. <laughs> yeah, now we're never that, gonna get, yeah, now we're never going to get that out of our heads, you monster. Oh, man, How I love it. How could you, Pete? How could you? It was beautiful. So, yeah, we have lots of things going on in the Discord. Um, there's not very many slow days. Usually we have a bunch of people chatting about stuff. And I think last week we had about six or seven new people hop in. So it's it's growing. It's a fun place to chat. It's not always about tactics, but I tell you what, we do have some high level people in there sharing some thoughts about the game. So definitely a lot of people that you can chat up. Dixon gets random vassal games in. So yeah, yep. lots of stuff going on. If anybody wants to ask any questions about outcasts or value or hell, even Neverborn, there's a whole bunch of great players in there. There is definitely. I got some advice today on some outcast stuff, which I was pumped about. Oh yeah. So we also have the uh, Twitter, we got the old Instagram, and then finally, if you want to support us, you can do that at RageQuit, sorry, patreon.com slash RageQuitWire, where you can support us for as little as a dollar, and definitely appreciate all our awesome patrons, got a couple new ones, uh, really appreciate you uh, keeping us going, keeping us uh, churning out this content for y'all, it's awesome. So getting into the Atlanta tournament, so this was a two-day tournament, uh, John 
Gilborn, 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 Gilborn. Uh, yeah, John did a great job with it. Uh, he didn't get quite as many as he was hoping. I think we ended up having 10, but we still made it a two day tournament, which was awesome and got some really cool games, some cool experiences and some cool swiggity swag out of it. So, and since it was 10, it also counts for the Malifo, um, the U S foe tour that is going to be used to uh, qualify for the masters for the Nova championship. So yeah, five rounds. A lot going in here, and there was a special rule with this tournament or a special trophy people were trying to go for, Chris, that we talked about last time, where basically if you played a different keyword each round and didn't repeat any keyword when you brought in Versatile, uh, you had a chance to win the uh, a special prize, a special trophy, the, what was it, the uh, whatever Yasunori trophy? The Jade, Jade Yasunori. Yasunori. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it was Versatiles were open, unlimited, which... I personally thought it was a little bit disappointing because different factions have different types of keyword when it comes to versatile. Like Neverborn has a lot of named versatile, so you can't just take a lot. But yeah, so you could like Serena Bowman more than once. Yeah, Guild Guild has like really really good versatile models that are I not fun to play. I don't know about you, Chris, but I actually liked it though because. It, it made it where you saw some masters that maybe you wouldn't normally see because... Oh, absolutely, like, oh, yeah. Why, absolutely. why don't I just repeat this? But no, I mean, I played a lot of different masters. You played a lot of different Yeah, ones. I played some masters that I have never played before, played against <laughs> before, so... Yeah, it, it was a fun tournament that way because everybody was trying to play a different master each round. I think literally almost everybody did it. I don't know any of the players that came. Actually, sorry, there was, I think, one newer player that played, I think, Dreamer the whole time. Mm. But that was because they were just kind of getting back into it. I think they were a 2E uh, Malifaux player, so they were just kind of playing it because it was somewhat familiar. Yeah. But besides that, everybody else was playing five different Masters, which was awesome. It was definitely interesting. It yeah. was definitely, definitely I mean, interesting. That, I think John had the great idea because like, I, I mentioned it before, but if you incentivize your players to play different masters, you get a better experience. I'm just, I, it's just true. Crazy how that works out. Yeah. It's weird. Totally weird. Yeah. So the first pool was uh, turf war and it was, uh, let's see what deployment was. It? it was flank deployment and had a scheme pool of outflank, spread them out, research mission, bait and switch, and then detonate charges. So looking at that one, Chris, I mean, it's, it's, Somewhat of a killy pool, but has some different ways to score besides killing. So what did you end up bringing and what did you play against? Uh, so I brought uh, Swamp Fiend keyword, Zoraida 2 specifically. Okay. And my list was uh, Zoraida, Bad Juju, Abokor, The First Mate, Groot Slang, Vasilisa, and uh, that's it. So just, uh, just, just six models, which is pretty Tanky cool. little list. Yeah, pretty cool. Six models, you know, you should at least get a couple of pass tokens. I played against Hamlin, too. <laughs> you got a lot of pass tokens. And he overloaded the board. I think he had he brought 12 models. I got to give rip. the guy that you played and just came back in from, like, playing second edition. And bless his heart, I was like, I can't believe you just slammed Hamlin down on the table. Props to you. Yeah, it was... <laughs> It was interesting. We got uh, we got into turn four, which was further than I thought we would get. 
playing, you know, it was Hamlin 2 instead of Hamlin 1. But uh, I, I do have some experience playing against Hamlin with Pete playing Hamlin. Yeah, and I do. played Hamlin. So I knew a lot of the shenanigans. So with Zoraida 2, I just kept making him uh, activate good. models that he wanted to wait until the end of the turn. Gosh, he's he had so to good. activate them. Yeah, and it he the first time it happened, he was like, well, what do I do now? I Yo, don't really... What do I do with Nyx? I didn't want him to go yet. I like, don't know what to do. Uh... <laughs> yeah, Nick's yeah, so... a good attempt. I think I dumped like 8 to 10 games into Hamlin and tried to get yeah. you know help with it. Yeah, yeah I mean, we, was, had, yeah. we had conversations where like, Okay, but there's got to be an easier way to uh, notice. Like, well, first things first, put it on the table and tell me what you see. And then it was just the more you, he did it, the worse it got. Because then, like, okay, but what there's if so it's wedge much. deployment? Yeah. Or what if it's flank deployment? Like, bro, I'm sorry. You just, good luck. <laughs> Hamlin, Hamlin problems. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, when I did Hamlin, I just, I tried to maximize the output and I did the same thing that I did with McCabe. I just put too much effort into maximizing everyone's APs and it just was a super bad experience for me because I was just like pulling my hair out. What do I do? I don't know what to do. You did this. So who do I activate now? <laughs> and then you throw in someone like Swamp Hag, uh, or Zoraida too. And you, it's just, it's nasty. Like you need to activate Benny first because Benny is your rat machine, and you have no scheme markers out on the out on the board. What are you gonna do? Brutal. <laughs> yeah. So that's who you dropped. I ended up dropping uh, this one. I got to tip my cap to the Outcast uh, Weird Channel chat group there in Discord because. <laughs> Dixon, I can't remember if it was you or if it was, I think I, I, I talked to you about it, but I think I actually got it from the discord channel hmm. on the weird one. And I decided to drop Barbaros. So yeah, it was, me. I got, I got one game into it. I talked <laughs> so to Dixon. Too. I, I talked. Hate it. <laughs> it, it was beautiful. So I, I brought Barbaros with, and you get the hodgepodge effigy with that. Yep. And I put the upgrade on it because, you know, turn three emissary seems good. I brought <laughs> the two matures, but I brought the upgrade soldier for hire, soldiers for hire, whatever it's called. Yep. And basically it gives them hard to kill, which is disgusting <laughs> on a Nephilim. So, yeah, so bad. And then not only that, when they kill something, you get a bounty off of it. So you either draw one card, two cards, or three cards and a soul stone if you kill the right thing. So <laughs> if you kill a master, you just get a filthy amount of cards and a soul stone. So felt really good. I also brought the Noxious because there's a cute little card draw engine with the Noxious Nephilim and Yannick. So the Noxious Nephilim basically has the ability to discard a guard, take a damage, and then draw a card. But Yannick says, hey, if you're within, you know, six of me and two of a ski marker, get rid of the ski marker, draw on a card instead, instead of uh, discarding the card. So you're basically just getting rid of a scheme and then drawing two cards and taking a point of damage. So it's a sweet, sweet card draw engine when you need it. Then I brought Which a little... Which is always. I mean, you always need yeah. it. Churn those cards through, man. Oh, yeah. And then I brought a little Terror Tot because I was like, sweet, I'll at least grow it to a young, which definitely worked. And then, like I said, I brought Yannick. So this was a cool list. Uh, I ended up bringing... Uh, let's see here. What did I bring? I think I brought Detonate Charges and then Research Mission are the two that I brought because I played against Reva. So Reva's putting out a crap ton of pyres. There's going to be a lot of dead bodies and corpses. Yep. So it was pretty easy. 
Yeah, I brought uh, I brought spread them out and research mission because those are just super easy with survival. Ooh, who, who'd you do spread them out with with your six person list? Dude, it doesn't spread them out. It's so easy with swamp with the yeah. swamp tag. Oh, Literally, yeah. all you do yeah, is toss can, two cards. And yeah, pow, I forgot yeah. about that. You Target. got three scheme markers out. You need line of sight to Zoraida to do the action she does. You don't uh, need yes. line of sight to do that. No, no, to do the trigger, if you talk about the trigger where you have to, where you get to choose a model to activate, that doesn't require line of sight. No, I was talking about the one where they do the same action as the Rida. No, oh. it just says once per turn when this model takes a non-charge general action, we discard up two cards to have an equal number of friendly swamp fiends in play. That's sweet. The same general action. Yep. That's sweet. Yeah, but off the path is like the number one reason why, because like you can target enemies. Be like, all right, you over there, yeah. is your willpower seven? No, I mean, is the willpower eight? No, then you're not dodging this. Boom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm hitting Absolutely. you. With there's this. like one. There's one model that you can't really do it on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So besides there being a crap ton of rats, Chris, and besides you making him cry by activating Benny early, uh, how did your game basically develop there? Uh, I mean, it, it developed pretty much the way a Hamlin two uh, game usually develops. I just kind of I stalled him out in the back. Uh, the first turn, so it took one additional turn for him to get up to the middle where he really wants to be, um, which threw him off. And then I used uh, I used a lot of line of sight um, tricks and shenanigans to cause different effects on the board and to change board state the way I needed it and stuff like that, because uh, a lot of my models are you know, 50 millimeter bases, so Groot Slang, Bad Juju, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, mine went. Re- I I killed a lot of stuff. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the mature. So it was kind of cool because the mature one of them killed the. Well, didn't he didn't kill it technically, but he damaged the Winudo that came up to the turf war marker on <laughs> one of the flanks. So I charged in with the Nephilim, brought it to one, and then I ran up Yannick and just did democratic elections to pick oh, a point. Just just soul. to kill it. Don't you have to do anything? Just get oh. you're you're dead. I'm just like damage. <laughs> that's so messed that's, up. That's nasty. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so that was good. Um, and then, I mean, things just kept dying. Uh, it, it it was a rough game for anybody that plays against Nephilim. Even if you haven't played against Barbaros, it's very similar to Nakima, where it's just it's in your face. It had some of the tech that the Outcasts have, which Outcasts have a lot of sweet tech that you can throw into like a Barbaros led crew. So. Barbaros just kind of held the middle up, uh, just kind of flipping things, you know, killing things. The Terror Tot went and flipped another one and then started engaging. Uh, I think it was Deacon got engaged and also engaged Reva. And then the Mature came in and killed the Shield Bearer. So uh, it was a fun game. I, I did have to laugh, though, because this was against Ed. And Ed brought the Whisper upgrade, but didn't do it the whole game. He just forgot about it. He also brought the Whisper upgrade for you know Sneak Peek, one of our later games, and never did anything with it. I'm like, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know he – so he didn't play with cards on the table. He played with he the played app. He played on the app, yeah. So it's hard and to so I didn't, yeah, I didn't even that. realize that he did that until the end, and he told me, and I was like, oh, dumbass, what are you doing? But anyways. Ed also yeah. brought uh, Bet Noir out of keywords, so that was interesting because there were corpses. So he, she would kind of pop up and then just charge into my stuff, which was pretty good because he put slow on a couple of the matures like throughout the game. 
Um, but then she died. So, you know, she died a horrible death with the beaters all around her. Yeah. The only thing that really wasn't dead at the end of the game is the lamp ad was the only thing that wasn't dead. And well, Reva can summon those lamp. I guess she has to kill something in order to summon them. Yeah. And, uh, Reva, Reva two is interesting. I like what she does. Uh, I like that she pushes and can do some damage on top of putting burning out. So she definitely has some cool things. I, I can, uh, yeah, she has a lot of like unblockable, or not unblockable, unresistible damage or irresistible yeah. damage. That's that's nuts. It's yeah, like, oh, I yeah. push things over you. Now you're on fire, so you gotta take damage at the end of the turn. And on top of that, take one more damage because yeah, I every say time so. you take burning, you take a damage. Like it's just yeah, it's dumb. How much? Yeah, and if you haven't played against Nephilim in a while, it's just hard to remember how aggro they can be. I mean, turn one, they're usually, unless you just play super reserve, and even then, sometimes that doesn't even prevent it. I mean, they're getting up in your face turn one and, and punching things. Yes, Nephilim like to beat face. Um, so I played against a guy named Chris who was uh, in the same Atlanta meta, I guess you could say. There are two guys who live a little bit further away from the shop. Yeah, I think um, they play at uh, Meeple. And they play they play against each other all the time, like Pete and I play against each other. So they have really good, you know, like theory craft against each other. Yeah. But they don't have a lot of competitive play. The guy that I played against, Chris, he was an awesome player. Like I really liked our game. Yeah, and I think uh, I ended up scoring. I think I got seven. I think I just didn't get one of the turf war. Um, I might actually maybe I did. There, was, I think it might have been one of my schemes that I missed out because I think he was gonna just run the lamp ad off so i couldn't score my second point at detonate is what i think it was i was seven points to no five four it was five four okay yours was pretty close then yeah, it was a close game very close game <laughs> mainly just because you had to step cautiously around rats everywhere no actually you know what now that i'm thinking about it, i think it was seven four now that i'm rats, looking, i'm sitting here how many rats, rats were on the table there were a lot of rats on the table <laughs> I was expecting like, Rat Kings, but I he never bundled them together. He never bundled them together. He just kind of. It was because I threw him off that first turn. He didn't have any of the rats in place. To be fair, though, and Dixon, I don't know. Maybe you can, you know, come come at me with this a little bit. But what's up? I, I've heard a lot of Outcast players saying that they like to just flood the board with rats just to take up space. Yes, because you can't actually walk over the rats. They, they occupy space, so it's it's really annoying because it basically is a piece of terrain that you have to attack. Yeah, you have to attack, and if you kill them, they're drawn cards. Yep. I actually think the more I played it, Chris, and you, you did a perfect job of it, every time I bundled the rats together, they just the Rat King ends up dying pretty quickly. Yeah, if you're going to make a Rat King, it, it's basically to suicide him in any way. So if you don't think that the Rat King is going to kill something before it dies, then might as well just keep the rats around. Plus, you can use the uh, rats to slam, like, you know, the pylons and stuff. Oh, yeah, my I God, just, it's so good. I just ignored the rats. Really didn't do anything with you still, them. You still had to walk around him, though. Yeah, but the way that, like I said, I stalled him turn one. His rats were, like, in a long, jagged line back to <laughs> his corner of flank. It was it was pretty nasty what I did. Um I, I'm a pretty I, disgusting, you know. I didn't know person. that he was a, a newer player. Like he he kind of mentioned, uh, you know, but throughout the game and us, you know, talking and getting to know each other and everything like that, I I found out that he was a very experienced player, but not in third edition. So okay, he so I I'm a competitive person, so I did like I opened my I did my opener like 
normally, you know, I would have saved Zoraida so I can, you know, move all my pieces in position, then activate Zoraida, take an interact action, turn all three markers, and just be like, boom, what yep. you got now? But instead, I, you know, I activated Zoraida 2 first, and I was just like, I want Benny to go. It's fair. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. If, if it's it's a tournament. You didn't have to be a jerk about it, though. You no, nah, it's yeah. messing with you. I'm messing yeah. with you. No, you did a great no, job. No, I wasn't. I wasn't a jerk about it at all. I you know. Chris, too. I like, was just messing with you, man. Yeah. No, no, I know. You're good. You can mess with me all you want. <laughs> I, Listen, I also... the, the listeners surprisingly like when Dixon messes with me for some odd reason. What? <laughs> Who said that? I'm not a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Am I the asshole? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you are. Pete. I was so I was very happy though because not only of course winning round one, but I was happy because I was before I talked to the Outcast channel. I talked to Dixon about this. Um, I was actually going to drop Von Schill here, so I was very happy to keep Von Schill for later rounds because you know unless I got matched up with somebody round one, that was you know yeah a, a, like a really good player. Um, not that Ed wasn't, but I, I wanted to save Von Schill for like later rounds. So I was happy that I was able to do that. I mean, it, it surprises people. I remember GG1 when I played that guy. I, uh, he played um, Hinamatsu and I got shook. I was like, holy crap, this is awesome. And I was playing Outcast at the time. So I figured, okay, can I do the same thing with Barbaros? And yeah, like it was just nuts. And it wasn't even yeah. like the nasty. I wasn't even the only one. I saw another dude do it with Desolation Engines, like I tell, like I told you about it. Yeah, yeah. He he did double Desolation Engine, double Mature Nephilim, no stones, just straight up. You yeah. know, come at me, bro. Yeah, but I don't think I could have done it, Dixon, if that Noxious Nephilim and Yannick wasn't a thing. Tracking because before this, I mean, sure, two matures is good, but what else are you doing? The <laughs> you know. The ability to have the emissary grow up, to have the noxious nephilim to churn out cards and kind of maybe push the football around if you bring them for that, and then Yannick just you know healing, damaging random stuff. She has a shotgun, um, also putting out ski markers to enable the uh, noxious nephilim mm-hmm. card draw. It's just it, it all ended up working really well together. So that's definitely a list I'm going to keep in my back pocket. Yeah, that combo is uh, it's pretty nasty. Because he yeah. play tested it against me the night before we drove up. For Dixon the was like, "I." Dixon said, "I think it's a terrible idea. You haven't played it yet." It's like, dude, I went over to like Chris's at ten <laughs> the day before yeah. we left, and I was like, "I need to try this because I'm so jonesed about it." Yeah, no, because I, I specifically, I was like, "I know the list is good, but I cannot, in good conscience, recommend that unless you I play can't, it. I can't let you play this, Pete, until you drop it." I was like, "Oh, dude, I totally dropped it. It worked out well." Yeah. No, it's fucking amazing. Like it's it's one of those lists that like you don't realize how good it is because even if you're ready for it, it's still, you know, too mature. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh shit. <laughs> well, not only that, but the hard to kill actually saved one of the matures for half a turn mm. because it made it where Reva couldn't just ping me to death. Right, 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 right. Because basically what he did is he brought me down to like two and he was gonna do like I think he pinged me to two, but then he was going to do another attack for two damage. But because I have hard to kill, it would have just been one. And right. then you activate the mature and they regen. So now they're back above hard to kill. Yep. So it synergizes really well. Yep. He, and even if, like, for example, say you're playing against Riva or Karas and you get to like seven fire, 
the end of the turn, you're going to go back to one life anyway. Yep. It's like activate, go back to three, finish the turn, boom, go back to one, start yeah. the turn, go back to three. It's annoying as hell. Yeah, and then you have the, hod the hodgepodge effigy, which has a heel on it. Yep. But then when it a grows up to the emissary, not just well, a heel. A good well, then heel. when it grows up, though, it yep. it gets into the emissary, which has the ram trigger to heal plus one. Yep. So it's even better. So, and yeah, it's you can give them regeneration plus three, because why not? Does that stack with the upgrade? You know, <laughs> does it really? Yes. It says regen plus one. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to keep that in mind. Plus, that plus ones add up. It's keep so that little brain in the back there. Oh, it's so annoying. <laughs> uh, so good round one. Definitely enjoyed that. Had great opponents. Uh, it was a lot of fun for sure. So the round two, this one was standard break the line. And then the schemes were Vendetta, Assassinate, Hidden, Martyrs, Deathbeds, Let Them Bleed. So this one was interesting, Chris. Which one? Which uh, crew did you end up bringing there? So I brought my Titania 2 list. So it was Titania 2, the Goror, two Autumn Knights, Killjoy, the Aramanthian Boar, and Hildegard. Um, that was a audible. The Hildegard was an audible because... I originally had Serena in there, and Serena conflicted with the Jaded Yasunori, which I was going for. So instead, I was you know, lucky enough to get the Neverborn starter box in time to switch over to Hildegard, because I don't you like were... the proxy models. But it ended up working out, didn't it? Because Brandon dropped Nelly, who doesn't put out like any damage. Yeah, Brandon... <sighs> So bad. It, so yeah, bad. Good player, man. It He's was so bad. Player. Yeah, Brandon's a good Brandon's player. Because you were brought... favored, but you know, I've never, I n I've never gone against Nelly before, so that's okay. the problem. I didn't yeah. know. I, I, I knew Nelly's shtick. You know, can't interact. I thought it was just you can't interact because that's what everyone's talked about. You can't interact around yeah. you know, the yeah, strategy markers. No, no, no. You can. It's just the enemy controls it. And when I read that. I was just like, ah, oh, shit. Yes. And he positioned, so he has, uh, uh, he had a guild mage and uh, the guild steward. So he kind of positioned the guild mage very strategically so that when I challenged something, it was just like, discard a card, heal, discard a card, heal, discard a card, heal. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not targeting you. Ha ha ha. And I'm just like back there like, oh, God, what <laughs> not going to challenge him anymore. Not going to challenge you anymore. But yeah, I just, I had no experience into going against Nelly and it was break the line. So yeah. like turn one, I got the Aramantium boar up there, moved one of the markers up, got out of there. Oh, like, can we just pause here and just say how stupid that model is? Aramantium boar is fast. Like, what? <laughs> I don't mean, how and and okay, I'm I'm gonna be in by you. I want to paint him like Lightning so... McQueen. I am speed. <laughs> but it's like he's a fast little pig. I'm going to. I'm in severe terrain. I'm gonna move. I'm gonna play six and then continue to move. It's good. Yeah, yep. he's good. He has, yeah, uh... and with. With inhuman reflexes on there. It's yep. So good. Oh, dude. Gonna, oh my god, that's I'm gonna such go a good I'm going to go ahead and scamper ability. and move six. Get yeah. wreck nerd. Move eight. No, no, eight. move eight. Sure. Sure. <laughs> sure. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. But so he uh, he ended up like Airmandia Moore was down to like one life by the end of the game. Um, he Brandon's a, a really good player and he just. Uh, 
I, I had no experience in Anelli, so yeah. uh, I will chalk that up to. Yeah, you're I, paying for your experience at that point. Yeah, yep. Exactly. Yeah, Definitely. I. Yeah, I only had like five games into Titania two, so I knew the basis of our crew and what everybody's triggers were and what you're looking for and stuff like that. I just didn't have enough play, so yeah. which I is mean, fine. But, I mean, it's what you're going to run into. But like. This is the type of game that, in my opinion, that's a. It, it's unfortunate that you didn't win, obviously, because you were you prepared for the list and stuff. But yeah. it is hard to put in enough games for five masters it for is. a tournament. Like it's, it yeah. is absolutely, yep. Yeah, it was stretching I, everything a little bit thin. Yeah, that's why I told people that you know I love that most people did it because the easy thing is to play the two or three masters that you're like super comfortable with. So it was awesome to see everybody because even after people lost, generally speaking, they were still bringing different masters. So that was really cool to see. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it was a blowout too. It ended up being like six to Brandon. I was just like, Oh God, <laughs> I feel so like was, such a new player. I got, I got a little lucky. I played against a master that I definitely have experience against. So, uh, Grant, I played against Grant. He ended up dropping Cornelius Bass, uh, Bass mm, one, gotcha. which would Bash is super good into, you know, break the line because they're so far up the board. Uh, just unfortunately for him and unfortunately for me and some of the some of the duels that we had, I played the Vix twin blades. So I was also looking to get aggressive and up in the middle. So he ended up bringing a tradition. Actually, I shouldn't say traditional Bass. He, he brought some different things, but he actually brought a sandworm, Ostringer. He, he brought a frontiersman, a rough rider, a pathfinder. And uh, he had one more model that I can't see, but it was also a pathfinder. Maybe he also brought, brought a trap, I think. Hmm. Whereas I brought the Vix, Twin Blades, Student of Conflict to get free. I brought two Ronin, Taylor, Hodgepodge, Emissary, Kenshiro, and Vanessa Chambers. So, Oh, wow. You went for yeah, a full sweep. A full sweep. Yeah. Suite. Basically, it, it, it was an interesting game because Bass, I feel like their crew doesn't want to waste action shooting at the Vix because they have bulletproof. Yep. So that can be a problem because I'm reducing all the damage by two. And everything's so fast that I can really, you know, use the combat maneuvers to move things around. So generally speaking, the two Ronin ended up going up the edges and getting the uh, markers for me. Uh, I ended up fighting one of the, um, I think it was the, one of the pathfinders on the side. I ended up fighting with the Ronin, uh, that Taylor ended up killing like a frontiersman turn. I think it was turn two and turn three. She killed the bellhop Porter, um, because you want to know what extended reach doesn't get around teleporting, not just teleporting, but also just the, like on the move triggers and the battle tempo pushes. So yeah. yeah, that crew has so much out of, like, just extra movement. It's just, it's sick. Yep. yep. Like, he yep. moved a Ronin, like, battle tempo on the move. It's, oh, it's so bad. Yeah, in standard deployment, a Ronin can push the uh, push the break the line marker one time on turn one. Ronins, six-point models that have yep. four actions. Who the hell? Like, you would yeah, think that that would be sleep. broken, but, like, no, they're just really, really, really good. They're not even like the best six point models in the game, and they're just their four actions just abuse that. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah, it's just they're super fast. You can't really do much about it. Yeah, so I ended up taking Vendetta and taking Hidden Martyrs. Um, the Hidden Martyrs I had the, on the two Ronin and the Vendetta. I got a little ballsy with it. I I took one of the Ronin to target a Pathfinder. 
Um, and it ended up working out. I ended up keeping that Ronin actually alive, mainly because I had the Vix nearby and I had Vanessa, Vanessa nearby to help keep that Vic or that uh, Ronin alive. But also each time the sandworm popped up and tried to deal with it, I would then take the Vix into it and I would take, you know, Vanessa in there to heal stuff up and blast it because Vanessa on the ley line is disgusting. Yo. And she, she with combat maneuvers, she gets on the ley line pretty much turn one. Yo, <laughs> so good. <laughs> so good. Grant did a good job, though. He actually killed uh, the student of conflict turn one, which made me sad. <laughs> oh, wow. How did so that happen? So he did it. He did it with a trap. So he hired a trap in and he basically just suicided the trap into my student of conflict. Well, it's only because... like a two point model. I mean, that's. Yeah, but yeah, it's like you... movement three. That's why I'm super confused. Well, it has uh, from the shadows, I think. It does. I know, it does but it's have still movement three. Yeah, yeah, so he activated a pathfinder. He gets to move or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you get to move free one free move. Yeah. Okay. So he, he did that. He thought that I chose the student of conflict as my uh, one of my hidden martyrs. Luckily, I didn't pick her because Chris just never attacks her. So <laughs> I've actually gone away from picking her as a hidden martyr because for some reason she doesn't get targeted a lot by Chris. Right. Right. So thanks for that, Chris. <laughs> yeah sure got your back man <laughs> yeah so it was a cool game i ended up killing quite a bit he killed quite a bit um but it was a good game i think that one ended up being six four or something like that for me so it was a pretty it was a pretty close game it was kind of uh i ended up denying a lot of the strat there just because he had to run from the vix every time they got close hmm. so yeah. i mean they do hit like trucks that is they do that is a fact of them well, and you don't want to be near them either, because if they do thousand cuts, then anytime you do something, you're taking another point of damage. Yes, but they are also like three, four, six, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. they're plus flip on the attack, three, four, six, and they can ignore models who are moving. Like it's, it's pretty dumb. Also, if they uh, hit you with a double critical, that's uh, yeah. five, six, eight. <laughs> yeah, that, and then they can also uh, put out a nice little blast. I think on the tome. Uh, also, yeah. So yeah, why they're, not? they're very good. Yeah, they're very good. <laughs> they're actually so yes, the damage is good with them because they have a built in positive as well, because why not? But that combat maneuvers is money. Like when you need to get a model somewhere, that really does the trick. Yeah. I've yeah. been known to hire Barbaros into the twin blades and flying around Barbaros with combat maneuvers and then giving him fast is pretty hilarious. Yeah. I mean, it's it's an insanely large distance if you think about it, because two inches from the uh, I'm sorry, one inch from them, they're two in, uh, two inch base, so basically yeah, three mil. inches. Then you take into account the base of the model that you're teleporting, say, let's say thirty millimeter, because I don't think there's any size two that is like medium, yeah, moderate. So Barbaros. that is Barbaros is a moderate. Yeah, he's a forty mil. Holy crap! Okay, there you go. So. That's about six, seven, eight, nine. That's almost a ten-inch teleport. That's yeah, almost a, a ten-inch teleport. That's insane. That's yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. And it's not it's once per turn, so you can then charge it's not, it again. It's not once per turn. Nope, that's super good. That's how I killed Karis. <laughs> actually, it actually has a swift action trigger. What the crap? Yep. Yeah, so you can do it twice. So I've done it where I basically either cheat or I stone for the mask. So I do it to two models. Wow. And then I'll charge and I'll do it to the same two models. Wow. So you you can do it. It's pretty good when it when it happens. That's nuts. Yeah. 
It, you, I'd say you mostly use it turn one, uh, and then you might use it sporadically throughout the game. But it's it's money. It, it really helps your crew get around. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it helps I, you I, get anywhere on the map. Uh, I see another use for it. It's actually really cool. If you're playing against somebody that has a defensive trigger, you can actually use combat maneuvers to get around it because it targets movement. And it has suited bladed flourish. So if you put up the 1,000 cuts aura, you can just chuck them into the aura, and then they have yep. to pass a TN 13 duel or suffer three damage that ignores armor. Yep. So it's not bad at all. Yeah, I haven't done that as much yet just because once you get into that type of position, it's almost easier just to... Because the Vicks have the ability to move after they hit somebody. Mm. So it, it's almost more beneficial to do an attack, move next to what you want to. And then if they move after that, then they're going to take damage. But until then, you're going to keep pounding them. Right, right, right. I, I, I was talking about like in a specific situation. Like, for example, sure. attack somebody that has squeal, attack somebody that has stun, uh, somebody like Sorida that ends your activation or you know, uh, Rasputina, just stuff like yeah. that. There's, a, yeah, there's sure. a few models in the game that combat maneuvers gives you that extra tool that, hey, guess what? Door crowns and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It gets screwed. Bam. So last round of day one. Uh, so Chris was one and one. I was two and oh at that point. We So John ended up choosing to make five unique pools that didn't repeat a strategy. So for round three, he actually put Corrupted Idols as the round three strat. And it was corner deployment. And then it was breakthrough, claim jump, leave your mark, detonate charges, and then assassinate. It was close so, corner. So plus three inch. Yeah, so you got a few more inches on your uh, 15 inch deployment instead of 12 inch. Oh, so wow. what, what did you end up doing on this one, Chris? Uh, yeah, so this one was Nakima, which was great. I love, me some, I love me some Nakima. Ed, Ed had to play Nephilim again. Twice in one day, he had to play against Nephilim. And this one was Nakima 2, which is Broodmother, which is sick. She's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I brought Nakima, Broodmother, uh, Bloodhunter, Noxious Nephilim, Mature, Young, uh, the Black Blood Shaman, and two Tater Tuts. Nice. Um, I had Ancient Pact on the Young and the Shaman. And uh, just basically, I just start churning my growth engine out. Turn one, I usually have two matures and at least one uh, young grown from the tater tot by turn one. And then it just keeps getting worse and worse after that. What did, uh, what did Ed drop? Ed dropped McMorning 2, which I had zero play against. Um, he apparently also can do a churn engine, but decided not to, decided just to go tanky in the middle, pass out some upgrades, get his move on. Uh, he made a couple of bad decisions very early in the game. Uh, he brought his, uh, oh, what's the horse called? The, the dead horse thing. The, the Kentari. He brought the Kentari to engage me turn one because uh, he had the uh, speed upgrade on. So he like charge, killed my young that was just kind of hanging out over on the side. I was devastated because the young <laughs> was very – I was invested in that young. But, it's uh, kind of like when you're yeah, a pet owner. Nasty. 
and you're sad that your pet passes away, but then you just grow another one up and you, you enjoy just that grow one. Another one up, and yeah. No, that was uh, one of my tater tots. Grew up in that young and kind of just, you know, pre-positioned over there to kind of be around where the strategy's gonna be. Um, I hate it when my tater tots that I hire in die because the tater tots that I don't that I summon can't do anything with the strat. Yeah. So it's very it, so. It was good. He should have moved back. Instead, he left the Kentari there to uh, to block me from getting strats. But mm. I had a mature, another young, both just kind of sitting there waiting to pounce. So he, after the game, he was like, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. And I was like, yeah, I totally agree. You should not have given me the Kentari for free. Um, but Ed's a great player. I, I love playing against Ed. Uh, yeah. yeah, he is. He's a good player. Yeah, you've been enjoying yeah. a lot of Nakima, too. What are some of the things that she does? as? Because we know that she's going to grow stuff up and that they're going to then kill things. But what does Nakima, too, the broodmother, do specifically that you've been liking a lot, Chris? I mean, she synergizes with her crew, which, as all of our listeners know, I love synergy. Yeah, so what synergy <laughs> have you liked specifically with her, though? Yeah, so she allows uh, a lot of corpse markers to be put out. She allows a lot of uh, out-of-activation moves, uh, repositions, uh, models that are healed this way, may move up to three inches, ignoring models and terrain. They have a lot of uh, drop schemes, which I don't like to waste AP dropping schemes. Hmm. Um, but she has uh, the ability that whenever you grow up into anything, you can drop a scheme marker within... That's two so or nuts. three, yeah, two or three inches. Yeah, and she also has a three, nice inch, three, yeah, three inches of itself. She has a nasty dumb. little shockwave you can put out too. Yeah, yeah. well, the shot. It's funny because the shockwave is the corpse marker, so you're getting your corpse marker and you're yep. potentially damaging the enemy. There's a lot of times Chris will be like, "I'm going to put this out," and they're like six nephilim next to it. So I'm going to draw six cards. Yeah, yeah. So one of the triggers is Bloody Banner, which is when resolving is friendly nephilim within two inches of the drop corpse marker, which you want to drop the corpse markers in the middle of all your crew. So if you flip a mask, you're just like, I get to re redo my entire hand, which is a lot. It, it's so dumb. Yeah, you're just churning through those cards and you're just yeah. keeping like i think in a couple of games against pete i had it by you know by like the second activation of round one i had an entire handful of severs like yeah. what can't really do much against that so nope. no i mean if, he, if, yeah, if your opponent has uh two thirteens in their hand there's very little you can do and yep. she facilitates that i mean I, bad, bad things my personal two things that i hate about her number two first is she hands out fucking grow tokens once per turn. Yeah, one what one grow hell? token once per turn, yes. That is so which dumb. gets Which gets around, so the Blood Shaman, whenever he ends a move, uh, base contact with the Corpse token, he could have a friendly Nephilim size one get a grow token. So right. he kind of, he grows those Tater Tots up really fast. Because yeah, so turn one, you're getting a young. Yeah, that's well, super gross. Well, so it, it, if you have a mature, then you just, you fly him to pick it up, yep. and then you grow up the young, another young from Nekima into a mature, and you yep. do the same thing, and he gets another one. So, and if you have a Sirsa, yeah, yeah, if you have a Sirsa, that's another one because you can actually move the shaman again. And if you have an aversion, you can do it again. Like, there's so many stupid ways that I've seen people move the shaman to get like oh, yeah. multiple matures. It's so gross, and the fact that she also helps by just like hey 
get another one. I'm like, go fuck yourself. Well, <laughs> and, the, and the shaman on a mask puts out a corpse. Mark, corpse another so one. Yeah, like... yeah. So, yeah, no, there's a couple. That, that's the number two. The number one thing that I hate about her is cruel teachings. Because I have weathered the storm only to then lose to cruel teachings in the combat. Yeah, the I'm only, like, are you yeah. fucking kidding me? Like, I'm Absolutely. barely alive, and then now they're just missing on purpose just to do one damage to me because well, I can't you, deal with you my have combat. To, yeah, but you have to hurt yourself for one, and you oh, have no. to, it has to be during yeah, that's their how you, That's how you killed so. Nyx because you were just like, cool, so and I resolve Black Blood. Uh, yeah. Yeah, those are the two things that I hate when I was playing against her. I'm like, I fucking hate you so much. Like, I played against her a few times. I think it was Jim Jim Dyson that kicked my ass the worst with her. And I was playing a double master list, and he was just playing single. And I'm like, what? Well, like, I mean, I'm- Anne's, yeah, <laughs> and she's she's got all friendly Nephilim within six heals. So, like, yeah. if anything, you know, if you all your you know models are in the middle and they're all hurt, she just yeah. walks up and pull your... Yeah, pulses out uh, eel too. It's so gross. Yeah, it's yeah. good. Those it's are the good. two. But, yeah, yeah, for sure, a... for sure. Like I have seen many a times. It's like, oh, that young kills somebody. Okay, I activate Nekima, vicious vitality. Now it's a mature. I'm like, oh god, dang it! Like really? <laughs> yeah, you almost never use her attack. Like, there's the, really no point. I, yeah. I wouldn't waste. I would never waste using her attack. Maybe turn four yeah. when I, everything's grown up and I just don't need the corpse markers but yeah, yeah. i could probably yeah. count it in one hand <laughs> what was the final score of your uh, game there chris uh let's see final score of this game was one two three four one two eight i had so eight he what had schemes uh, did you end up bringing i think he had four um i took claim junk and uh leave your marker Claim jump and leave your mark. So you just were like, I'm going to get in the center and just control it. That's what Nephilims want to do. I mean, get in the center and control yeah. it. The good old classic. It took, it took me a while to kill the damn rogue necromancy because he just had so much poison on it. Like, I'd do so much damage. And, yep. Heal back and, up. Yeah, heal back up. And he had the nurse get in there and heal it up. And yep. I just, yeah. it Emergency I blood just, poisoning. Yeah. <laughs> I, I eventually just got up there. I was like, you know what? Screw this. I'm focusing uh, all of my APs on Kellen's Rogue Necromancy, which then allowed me to move the model that I had for Claim Jump up there. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I ended up, uh, round three, I ended up playing against Explorers. So looking at what I had left as far as what I could bring, where I thought it'd be flexible enough to go get the Corrupted Idol markers, but still kind of deal with any of the problems uh, Explorers put out. I was like, you want know what? This is just this seems like a good time to drop Von Schill. So I ended up bringing Von Schill to the Ironhearted, and I brought Von Schill with one engineer, the Metallurgist, um, Eric, Hannah, and the Midnight Stalker to go run problems. Mm-hmm. And the person I played ended up dropping Jedza. So it was Jedza, Auster, and Twiggy, Lamplighter, Vernon Wells, Mikhail, and the Kurgan. So this was an interesting game just because I think once I revealed Von Schill and Iron, not even before I declared the title, the person I was playing was like, what do I, like Von Schill is so flexible. What do I even do against this when I'm doing uh, Jedsa? And it, it was, it was a really good game for Von Schill to shine. I had the meddler just to stop some of the pulses and shock waves that come out from Jedsa. Mm. Um, 
I also was able to run the Midnight Stalker to go do Breakthrough for me. That was pretty much the only reason I brought the Stalker was to flip one of the markers and then go run Breakthrough. Uh, so that was good. And then I ended up bringing Claim Jump with the Metallurgist because I was like, once I start punching stuff in the face and dropping like crap tons of blast markers to kill a bunch of stuff multiple times, uh, I'm going to control the middle eventually probably. So I basically, before I went in, I decided to load up a couple of models with some rocket launchers. And I just was like, hey, what's your weakest defensive model? <laughs> okay, I'm going to shoot that and I'm going to double blast onto all your crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I did that about three or four times. And then I dove in with Eric and Von Schill just to clean it up. After turn one, Jedson never had more than one or two life tokens. So I just ended up burning through models because basically wasn't enough life tokens to keep everything up. Uh, okay, so I gotta I gotta say, was Jetsa two not allowed in this tournament? She was, but talking to the person I played against, they weren't comfortable uh, with uh, with not that enough, version of Jetsa. Reps. Yeah, not enough and to play into it. Definitely, if that version got brought, I would play a lot more cautious because yeah, spills a thing. Oh yeah, so because I basically, it's good. Yeah. I basically play it. I would have to activate the metallurgist early slap the don't ignore my armor thing on Eric and just try to go punch Jedza two in the face. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 That's literally the only answer that you would have at that point. You're like, okay, yeah. every turn middle just has to go first and pray to Jesus. <laughs> that guy doesn't yeah, much. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that that's just the way it is in that matchup, I think, um, because it didn't matter how many life tokens Jedza had. I just was burning through it. And I, I mean, there were some activations I was killing like three models, you know, an activation. Yeah. Welcome to Von Schill's uh, rocket launcher. I hate, yeah. I hate Von Schill. Well, I yeah, it was great because I would, so I shot, I shot the rocket launcher with Von Schill, kicked it back to either the engineer or Hannah, mm -hmm. and then charged in, did some damage, killed a couple models that come back because of life tokens. Next activation, the engineer goes pew, pew, and shoots them again and yeah. discard, you know, tools for the job, discard a ram. So now I have a built in, um, crit strike on my rocket launcher so it, it was just it, it was a lot of problems for jed so that just didn't work out that's so good yeah it's nasty it's yep. such a such a nasty ass experience to to go through that i i don't i do not like yeah i mean if you were playing resurrectionist you have ikirio who's like the perfect answer to life yeah. the universe and everything that's von chill yeah that's definitely that definitely can be a problem anything that with and that's what I told one model, you know, huh? Told one model, Dixon. One model in the entire game. You're like, no. Oh, well, I, if you're playing no, this no, no, one no, model, whoa, whoa. it's okay. Anything with irreducible. There is <laughs> more than Ignore's yeah. armor. I know. I know. No, he's trying to sound you. smart here, but like in reality, come on now, man. I'm giving you options. It's like I know that you like Resurrectionist. You may like to play. I this. like Neverborn. No, I'm I'm having fun with Neverborn. Well, Neverborn's Neverborn, got a lot of synergy. A, yeah, but in Neverborn, you seem to be having problems with Von Chill and there's only like a handful of things you can do about it. No, I mean I don't have problems with Von Chill. It's just it's a it is definitely something that you have to to really work towards. Yeah, he has a lot of answers for a lot of problems. So anytime I'm like, okay, this is going to be kind of problematic pool or this is going to be a crew that I'm kind of worried about, you know, maybe them dropping a certain keyword, Von Chill's just a good general like, hey, I'm going to drop this and you know, Bonchel's a he's a good he is very good. The, I 
I think he's a little bit too good, but it's okay. I, I I'm, sure people, I'm sure people are used to hearing me be like, I I did not realize I was talking to somebody on the uh I think it was on the Patreon page, but mm. I was talking with somebody and they were like, Yeah, you wanna know it's really good using Hannah's bonus action to copy bonus abilities on upgrades that people have because she does the bonus action but doesn't have to discard the upgrade. I was like, huh. Did not realize that. Did That's, not know that either. Holy crap. Well, because awesome. they, they gain the ability. So if I want to do, you know, I've got your back from the shield, or if I want to do, you know, the leap with the boots that somebody else has, I can just copy that ability and then not even have to discard the upgrade because she's just copying it. That's insane. I didn't even yeah. think about it. I, I didn't think about it either. I was like, holy crap, you're right. Yeah. So she could leap if somebody else has the leap thing. She doesn't have to have it on her. The biggest one is I, I found myself in several games having to waste actions to get reinforced shield up to get the I got your back bonus. Mm -hmm. But now if I just have that on Von Schiller or, who, or Eric or whoever, and they're engaged and in trouble, I can just activate Hannah, copy the bonus and pull them out. Gotcha. That's so saves, good. Saves activations. Seems good. Yeah. Yeah. I ended up, I think that one was better six, than three, six, three, seven, three, something along those lines. Mm. Nice. Yep. So Congrats, it, was, it was a good one. Uh, Jets is always tough. E either version is just a pain to deal with. Yeah. Um, well, that's one of the matchups that you had a lot of practice with. I have had a ton of practice against <laughs> Jetsa for sure. Maybe not with Von Schill, but against Jetsa, yes. Yeah. I've Even on the struggle bus more with uh, Bayou, I've had to, to play against that stupid <laughs> Jetsa group. The pain's real. Oh, well, they're not as good as they used to be. Yeah, that's fair. Ugh. Okay, so, yeah, moving on to day two. So day two, uh, this is round four was definitely interesting. Uh, I ended up playing against Brandon, um, but the pool was, so Brandon and I were both 3-0 at that point. But the pool for that one was Corrupted Ley Lines, Claim Jump, Outflank, uh, Deathbeds, Catch and Release, and Let Them Bleed, and the deployment was Wedge, so... This one was interesting because it could easily become kind of a like, uh, hey, let's get shitty type of matchup. But uh, Chris, what were you playing and who what did you play against? Uh, I was playing against Chris again. So second time I played against Chris. Because we did have a shorter it's, number yeah, of players. It's inevitable in a five-round, ten-person matchup. It's fine. Chris is a great player, like I said. He played Von Schill. Yeah. <laughs> Von Schill won, though. He didn't have enough reps into Von Schill 2. Gotcha. To play Von Schill the funny too, thing like. is, you don't need a ton of reps with two. He just goes in and kills. I know. Him. I told him I was like, you should just, you should just have Von Schill too. He's, <laughs> he's so good. He's and then he hands so up for free. Some people like Von Schill one's play style, so I understand. Yeah, but Von I mean, Schill he has a semi obey. Like, uh, yeah. No, I know, I know, I know, I know. Uh, I dropped Barkus, so my list was uh, Barkus, Jackalope, Miranda. Cerebus, Scorpius, Order Initiate, Mole Man, and uh, the Mole, mole Man. Mole, mole Man. Man. I'm a Mole Man. Um, <laughs> I took uh, Claim Jump and Outflank. So Claim Jump with Miranda, because she sticks around for a while. Um, and then Outflank, I figured, you know, hey, I'm you know taking these highly maneuverable pieces, but going against... Oh, going against Vonchel's crew, man. Did he bring One more shot. of a minion list, or did he bring kind of an elite list? He brought a little bit of everything list. So he brought minions. He brought Hannah. So he let's see. He brought Vonchil, Steam Trunk, Librarian, Engineer, a regular free horseman, Eric, 
Hannah, and Lazarus. Okay. So Lazarus is doing his thing, which, you know, got around my camouflage, natural camouflage, and yeah, stuff like that. Which is just three damage. But but I've learned from Lazarus, so just spread out. So he can yep. only be doing this to one or two models, which yep, is exactly. you know, which is what he did. And I had the cards to cheat, so I wasn't taking a lot of damage from it. But he one shot the damn Cerebus, man. Like oh, with what? With uh. A, just a regular free horseman with like a what a rocket launcher no with just the regular gun clockwork oh. revolver he um what was it he did some type of he oh no it was the guide and he yeah. critical striked it yeah he oh, double yeah. crit strikes he two, yeah. and he threw the red joker in for damage yep. so he wasted a ton of resources yep but like he, he still one shot the cerebus and i was just yep. like Ugh, seems worth model. it in my book. Five point model doing eight points of damage, yo. Well, yeah. because not only that, but the uh, and, and it's actually a good drop too because the free core men have ruthless, so they don't care about your terror. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And and it was funny because that was his first AP, and he was just like, "I'll do eight damage." And I'm like, "Yo, what? Wait, <laughs> come again? <laughs> yo, what?" Um, so I mean, cheers to him. He did it, and it was a great play for i was like the, my next activation was a cerebus so i was gonna go kill that free so that kind of that kind of threw you off then it threw me off like i was just like all right let's buckle down here let's <laughs> let's play a little bit for real and oh, i just minute. uh yeah i i me having reps into von chill even von you chill do. one that really saved my ass i you're uh, welcome you're welcome yeah thanks man i appreciate it <laughs> uh ended up being five four uh only because we got to the very end of the of the tournament and like or the sorry the end of the, the, the round the round and john was like all right at first john was like all right you do four you know you do how many you know how many activations do you have and he was like four how many activations do i have and i was like two he was like all right you do two and you do two and i was like okay so i did one and then like because he said that that we had that many activations, Chris like really just kind of sat down and thought about it. Oh. And like 15 minutes later, I was like, John, you, you got to come over here. Like, this is taking a little bit too long. Like, we're eating into lunch and I'm starving. <laughs> and so John sat down and John was like, all right, let's just talk it out. And we talked it out. And it turns out he had uh, deathbeds and uh, let them bleed. And he only had two models left to activate. So how does he disengage, get over here, drop this, drop a scheme, this guy, get all disengaged, get all the way over here, drop a scheme. We were like, no, that's not going to happen. And then, you know, deathbeds were like, that's a lot more doable. You could do this, you could do this. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. Get, but you can have the point for deathbeds. Like, let's just, let's call it. And then finally it came down to, you know, it it was, it was actually kind of, kind of funny how it turned out it's just like he was like uh and then five minutes later he's finally like and john was like you gotta make a decision like this is it what are you gonna do and then finally he was like okay i'll accept that one point and that was it and i was like is that game and and then he was like okay well that's a tight game i was like wait 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 wait. it's not a tight game yet are you done and he was like thought about it for a couple more minutes and john's like dude you got to you got it. It's it like we're like we're 20 minutes past time here. Like you got to. And Chris was finally like, all right, I'm done. And I was like, OK, I score claim jump. 
And he was like, oh, all I had to do was disengage. And I was like, I know. I understand that. But that's, that's why, why I, put, I asked you. That's why I put all my models in the way. You couldn't really have disengaged because there was a barrier in play. The tree was down. And Hannah was on the tree. But it's still, you can't push where it was. Yeah. And I was like, I, I blocked you in. And he was like, oh, you're such a meta player. And I was like, trust me, this is not a meta list. It's Marcus. <laughs> it's not a good list. This is just me fucking around. But, um, yeah, so it just it came down to that one interaction. And it was 5-4. And I got, the, I got the win. And you could tell Chris was a little bit pissed off. And I was like, dude, like, I don't mean to make you pissed off. But, like, this is a tournament. Like, you got you to gotta play within gotta the time limits. Yeah, you got to make decisions. Yeah, and at the end he was like, "No, I understand. I completely understand. That was a yeah. good game, and it was it was a great game. Like we both had to like really with Barkus's can't be placed severe terrain. That's the big one. That, with that Eric, whole, yeah, the whole yeah, Eric well. not being able to be placed. It's like we're we're countering each other, but we can't yeah. do stuff. It's like, and I was, I definitely had more games into that than he did, so I knew more about positioning." But it was a tough game. Like he is a good player. Like yeah. for being, yeah, I hope to see him more at the events. Three E, he is a good player. I can't wait. I cannot wait to see him at more events. And as much as you say, yeah, like One Shell Two is better. I think One Shell Two is better for Pete because it just it fits his playstyle oh, so. It fits his playstyle well. of going up and running, <laughs> running, uh, and punching you in the face. Yeah. yeah, that's the main reason why I was like, dude, no, no, for real, try One Shell Two. He's like, no, nah, man, I think he's squishy. He's like, brah, brah, just. Give it a go. Bro, trust me. Trust me, bro. <laughs> trust me. Vontil like, 1 is good. No, don't get me wrong. He's no, good. 1 is good. So, just but let people know. 2, to put an upgrade on yourself and to use it and pass Yeah, off, but he's like, always on. in the center of death. Sorry. I think Vontil 1 is more Chris's play style because it's kind of more synergistic yep. and kind of chucking stuff 100%. out and doing no base and stuff. I don't, I don't want to play Outcast because they're broken. Oh, shut oh, up. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Outcasts um, are too good. I had, uh, and this is why we mock you. I prefer <laughs> I prefer to play Neverborn, who's at a good average spot. Oh shit! Yeah, up. I think it's about third third best faction, but it, it, they're so fucking amazing. I don't care. So I ended up playing against Brandon into the same pool. Uh, I ended up bringing Zip, and he dropped Hoffman. So I was going to drop Levy here. However, we were on a board that had so much cover and concealment. There was no lines of fire that were clean, and levy would get bogged down and slowed down. And I'm just that like, this is sucks. this is a terrible levy board. So I had to settle for zip. So I did, uh, which is fine because zip is a master I'm very comfortable with. Um, I ended up bringing Captain Zip with, of course, his boy Earl. I actually brought Johan Creedy, which um, I'll give props to Jesse from Boring Conversation, just because he's like, hey, you should try this out. So I did. Uh, and I brought Gracie and Iron Skeeter, Midnight Stalker again, Bo Fishbacher, and then Maris. Bo so, Fishbacher's so good. Yeah. Yes, he is. So like this that. one, I kind of tried to psych Brandon out because I didn't bring a very fighty list. I did think about bringing uh, Mad Dog just to cut through armor, but I'm not sure if that's where I wanted to be in this game. I feel like the Von, or the uh, Hoffman 2... The inventor could just because he brought Hoffman too, so that's irreducible. He brought Melissa, Melissa Core, which is a good gun. 
He brought Joss, which is irreducible. He brought Howard, which is just causing problems. And I was, and of course he brought the guild mage to heal and remove some of my markers. So I just, I was thinking about all the irreducible and I was just like, I don't think I want to be fighting this out directly. So I didn't. So what I did is I faked like I was going for outflank. So I split my crew into two and I pushed towards the flanks real fast. Mm. So he kind of reacted, you know, because I'm sure in his mind, he was like, okay, if he does outflank, I'll kill this model or contest it. And I actually ended up bringing claim jump with the Midnight Stalker. So I was going to try to jump in there and randomly get it. And then I also brought uh, catch and release with my Iron Skeeter. So Hmm. he brought, because I was like, he's bringing a crap ton of henchmen. I should be able to get that pretty easy. So... I did end up getting it easy with uh, against Melissa. She was on the flank, but I played this very weird Gracie. So a combination of Gracie, uh, Maris and Johan were kind of my football carriers. So they actually kind of stayed further back. I didn't commit to any one specific spot and zip was just chucking people out of the middle, putting pianos to kind of wall people off. So I was just kind of really controlling with the terrain, my pianos and zip chucking people because he didn't bring lead line coat. So I was when he didn't bring lead line coat, I've like, you done fucked up. I'm going to chuck, <laughs> I'm going to chuck Hoffman all the way back again. So it was a it was a crazy back and forth game. I mean, things died. I kept walling and moving things out of position. Brandon kept moving them back. Um it was a really tight game. It ended up being a five, five draw um, because Howard, I was able to deny claim jump for almost the entire game, but round four, he was able to sneak him in because what did he do? He did something to remove some pianos where I couldn't get him back in place in time before Howard actually got in the middle. And then I actually did use Johan to push him off again before he could score but there was, oh, freaking, uh, what's his face? Um, Joss has command construct. And I was like, oh, it's like that close to keep him out of claim jump. Um, so, yeah, if I could have just somehow kept him out of there, I would have won. But I just, just because of Joss's command construct, he was able to kind of bring it back to a draw. Yeah. Uh, so what if he black jokered that? That would have been like. Yeah, that would have been like sweet. I'd be like, yes. ultimate. Yeah. Um, Brandon's yeah, a good player, though, so. But yeah, I basically just used Zip to just get into his crew, chuck him around, put pianos. Uh, I used the Skeeter and Bo. Bo Fishbacher is such a boss. That dude, yep. like, yeah, Brandon was doing irreducible damage, but when I can, like, heal stuff back up, like, six or seven hit points. He gets he gets work done. Yeah, because yeah. Bran- the fact that you can use Rams, you can use your opponent's uh, discard pile for cards. Bo is just such a flexible model. And Bo actually prevented Brandon from scoring, I think, his third point of the strat because I basically ran him up and <laughs> what's that? Is it onward? Um, yeah, onward. Well, onward is the walking. No, no, no. What's the one where you can push a model? Lead the way. Lead the way. So I lead the way his hunter to push it four inches like into the corner like of of like the board-ish. That way he couldn't move it to score the third point, point of turf war. Oh, okay. And then Bo, Bo just held him and uh, Melissa Core down. Because for some reason, you know, Bo has a two-inch reach. Why not? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, His fishing pole. He's just hitting people with his little pole. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't even do that much damage. It's stat five, and it does one one no, it's, it's to lock people down. That's yeah, all it exactly. is. Exactly. It's 
it's so good at locking people down. It's ridiculous. Yes. Well, yeah, and if you cheat or if he cheats, he can push you an inch. So yeah, that, well, he's, that causes problems as well. He's only defense six, willpower four. He dies to a stiff breeze. No, yeah, he does maybe, not. If you got willpower. <laughs> He's so good. I love Bo. So that was good. I think that I don't know if I've drawn with Brandon before. I know I haven't beaten Brandon before. So it felt good to get a draw and just be like, yeah, that was a good game. Nice. I didn't get my ass kicked like Chris did. Oh, it's true. 100% true. <laughs> That's all right. Nelly's a hoe, man. I understand. Who, I've who got second before. No, no. Uh, who got huh? second place, though? We're, we're not getting uh, we'll to that. We'll find out. We'll yeah, find we're getting out. to that. Yeah, yeah this yeah. next round is going to be the best. He can round, talk so. all the shit he wants until it comes up <laughs> to only, the end. I'm only talking shit because I know what's about to come. So, <laughs> uh, the yeah. the worst round in history is about to come. <laughs> I, don't I don't think it's the worst round in history. It was awesome. It was so good. So, it was fun. It, yeah, round five came up, and uh, because Pete and Brandon drew, John was like. You either he came to me. He's like, you either replay Brandon or you play Pete. And I was like, eh. I mean, the right thing to do is to play Pete because I've already played Brandon, and you're obviously not supposed to play as people twice in a tournament, right? Um, so I well, played we Pete. Did, well, well, plus it was one of those things where if we, so if we were power gaming it, right? And if I'm like trying to win the tournament, obviously I'm like, no, just play it the way it is. Right. But you know, we we want people to have fun. We don't want you know, people to replay each other if we can avoid it. And we were just kind of in that spot where it's like, sure, I'll play Chris and, you know, it'll be fine and it'll be a good game. And we don't like playing against each other in tournaments. Because you guys each other all the flipping time. Because we play each other all the time. It's so true. It's like, yeah. a two day tournament, it wasn't as bad. Um, I actually didn't mind it a little bit, except for Chris was being a little bitch. So that pissed me off. I was not <laughs> being a little bit. No, no, Chris is like, Chris is like, so we're sitting there shuffling Dixon, right? I'm shuffling my cards, and you know I start dealing them up. And Chris is like, "What? You're not going to offer me to cut?" I was like, "What the <laughs> fuck are you talking what about? What are you talking about? Shut up!" No, <laughs> no, no. I only asked that after you were throwing down severe after severe after severe, and I was like, "Did you ever a- ask if I wanted to cut your Which damn?" We never do. Deck, so why would I? Oh my cheater? god. Yeah, so I played against Pete round five. Uh, so the pool it was, was yeah. standard symbols. Uh, breakthrough, Vendetta, Hidden Martyrs, Spread Them Out, and Research Mission. And I dropped Dreamer. One. I dropped Terra, so Chris automatically started crying. I mean, I, yeah, I was just like, <laughs> I was. I knew he was dropping Terra, and that's why I didn't want to play him around. Wait, five. was it Terra yeah. two or Terra one? Terra one. Terra one. Yeah, Terra one. Terra okay. one and the symbols is the way to do it. I don't. I don't think Terra two and the symbols is very viable because you kind of almost stay on your board half with Terra two. Well, I mean, you but get. Any, I'm glad that you didn't do it because uh, I would have banked on Terra 2 breaking your friendship and then he would have won. <laughs> I would have rage quit. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Yeah, so very, very possible. Very possible. Absolutely. <laughs> so what did you uh, end up bringing, uh, Chris? So I did Dreamer with uh, with Chompy. Chompy having Eldritch Magic, which really wasn't worth it. didn't come up. Put, put, putting him on there. Uh, Capellius, Widowweaver, Bandersnatch, Serena, and two Daydreams, both with Ancient Pact. Yeah, and I ended up bringing Terra One uh, with Karina, of course. Uh, Scion, Talos, 33, Nothing Beast, Aeonis, and Prospector. In hindsight, 
I would have if I had more reps with Terra because I think honestly, Chris, I probably only played what three games with Terra. Maybe. Yeah, it was just you Knowing... didn't like playing her because she was such. I mean, she's such a hoe. Like not only that, it's just there's such a hoe, of, man. Some of the things she does is just so uninteractive that I'm just kind of like I don't love this. But I would have playing this game and getting more reps with her. I definitely against Dreamer since Dreamer can ignore armor and all that bullshit. Right. I would have dropped Talos and probably just brought a couple more of the, um, if not the little wretches, maybe one of the shadow cats or whatever. So yeah, yeah. I mean, against Dreamer, against Dreamer who ignores armor and incorporeal with every single one of the shots. Well, ignoring incorporeal is not the big part. The ignoring armor, obviously, because you're yep. just doing like three to five damage, and it's like, okay, well, yeah, Talos is like doing that. nothing. Yeah, Talos is doing nothing. In fact, Talos did nothing. He, he died turn two. It was he died rough. turn two like pretty yep. easy i mean which i kind of like after chris did the first shot i was like oh yeah his fucking gun yeah well daydreams <laughs> with uh with adversary and focusing on the attack that's four damage yeah. on talos like that's insane. yeah that's good so, but the, the thing is model. daydream daydreams were sitting back daydream oh, okay. i knew Terra was coming over so i was just setting up a net to just daydream 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 just shot just shot, shot, shot 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 and it worked out very well. I had teared down one hit point left in end of the game, right? Yeah, it was, one, it was like one or three somewhere around there. Yeah, so it definitely worked out. If I had put a little bit more resources into uh, going against her, I think I would have killed her before she got the last symbol. So it was kind of interesting because I was all, because there was a couple of things that ended up progressing in that game. So I ended up taking uh, Breakthrough, and I ended up taking Vendetta. So I did Vendetta with the Scion of the Void because it's a pretty easy Vendetta thing. Mm -hmm. And I chose the Bandersnatch because it's the easiest thing pretty much to kill that the um, Scion could go after. So I basically used 33 to bury the uh, Bandersnatch and then just used the Scion to bring it down to like one hit point. And yeah, then just proceeded to kill it. Hmm. You know, it's kind of uh, funny. Like the Bandersnatch is probably one of the few models in the keyword that could actually bury himself and still be harder to kill than the rest of the crew. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. it doesn't matter about location. It's just other models other than the target are minus flip attacking it. So they have to concentrate to attack it. I ended up doing that and breakthrough. I kind of made the mistake early in the game where I was just kind of playing denial in the back, just trying to make Chris use as many action points to get whatever schemes and strats that he was trying to do. So I left most of my crew back, but that was a problem for late game because I couldn't use Terra to both get the strat and do breakthrough. I needed to have a model also back there. And the couple times that I put fast out, I think Chris killed one of his killed one daydreams of or Alps or whatever. And the other so, one was on your board half. So there's really yeah, nothing so, you could do. And then Aonis, I was so pissed because he got red joker basically before I could activate him by uh, old Mr. Lord Chompy. So I couldn't, un uh, my ne basically my next activation, I was going to unbury a model and then just slam it up the board and just go do breakthrough. Yep. Um, so I mean, just, I focused on Aonis. You only brought three soul stones. So I was like, I'm yeah, I, going I to I had the prospector. Aonis. Well, I had the prospector, so I was getting one a turn. So it wasn't really... Yeah, um, just more three. like seven if you think about it. Yeah, but I was okay. making him use them because I was shooting Terra well, sure, sure. with the daydreams. Yeah, I mean, it all worked out great. I mean, in, and I was thinking about this in retrospect. Either I should have just 
slammed something up the board um, earlier, or I was actually thinking, you know what, why didn't I just bring like the Midnight Stalker again if I was doing Breakthrough nice. and just get him in the backfield and just start doing it? Absolutely. Um, yep. So that was kind of on me um, because then I could have played a little more cautious with Terror and not having to be worrying about all your nonsense in the backfield. True. Yeah. Um, I tell you, I tell you what, though, Chris, you having that many daydreams and shit out, it let you thin your deck out super. Yeah, I think at one ton. point I had like nineteen cards or something. I mean, not nineteen cards, obviously, but right. It was a lot. It was a lot of cards just sitting yeah, there. Yeah, the there were a lot of miners that were not. A in lot deck. of miners that were just not <laughs> in there. It was good. If yeah, like good. all right. All right, so I have. I was like shuffling my cards. I'm like, yeah. man, this is like half my deck. This is great. Oh, eight models, six of them do it, two cards less, four, four times three, 12. Yeah, you had 12 cards out of the deck on average. That's nuts. Yeah, yeah it, was a, it was a great game, though. It ended up being uh, eight, seven. I just I couldn't get my last point, um, and I couldn't deny Chris's last point. I didn't quite have. Um, I didn't quite have it, and I forgot that he had one scheme marker off in the corner mm. um it was kind of by a house because i was kind of eyeballing it i was like he still only got two and then i looked i'm like oh shit he has three and by that point i already activated i think <laughs> three models so i couldn't really do much with it gotcha. um, curious about one thing curious about one thing did you summon anything so here's the thing i usually do <laughs> so turn one through three like i flipped okay especially turn one and two i was flipping okay Right, but I didn't draw, especially turn two. I didn't draw more higher than a ten. Okay. So turn one, I had an eleven, so I did higher, or I did summon um, the cat, the, the, the cat the one. dog, yeah, the, the cat, yeah, the bigger one. Yeah. So I summon, I summon that yeah. because yeah, I, I usually, I usually like to do two wretches just to get it going. But man, I just drew shit cards, and I, I summoned one wretch. So it was one of those cats and a wretch. That's all I summoned because. After turn two, I just had to use Terra's actions to actually score points. Right. So um, I wish I could summon more. And if I brought the Midnight Stalker, I think it opens up the path for that. Okay. So I think I was really pissed off in the game just because I, I misplayed a couple of things and I had a shit hand and Dreamer mm. was being a dickhead. So <laughs> I was just kind of, I was kind of pissed about that. But after thinking about it, I just like, no, I, I should have played a little bit differently that way i could have something to support tara on the back end i kind of just sent her and let her just go around there and get all my points which yep. she doesn't quite she has a shit ton of actions but she doesn't have enough to do the strat and to score the last point of breakthrough. Yeah. well the few um, games that we had you were able to do all of that with tara and you I didn't, didn't have I to don't worry think, about it i don't think because i, I did didn't have anything to deny you now I you did i don't think fine. i I don't think the second point of breakthrough I did with her, but yeah, definitely the first point. Well, yeah. uh, what about you, Chris? Did you summon anything? Yeah, I summoned an Alp. Yeah, shit ton of daydreams. <laughs> an Alp. An Alp turn turn one, an Alp and a daydream turn two. Uh, and then that put me at my max of daydreams because you know, I brought two. Um, right. And then he killed an Alp, and then turn three, I summoned another Alp. And then I think I, I killed one. Yeah, you Alps. killed one. And then turn four, I summoned another Alp. So I I was doing very well with Alps. I was not also not drawing very high, and I was mm. having to use my stones to to do other important things. Yeah, and I, I so think I had though, to rely on masks. I think hands. the that's actually one of the things that I think 
I think my kind of misplaying your deployment zone, but then also the fact that you were able to thin your deck out just really well. Oh yeah, I was getting severe's like all the time. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, those daydreams. Yeah, those daydreams were just you know, I'd flip an eleven, twelve, thirteen, and you'd be flipping like fours and fives, and you'd be like, yeah. God. Ah, ah, <laughs> yeah there was a couple ah. stretches there where it was it seemed like five duels in a row i was just flipping shit and, I'm and just i like, did severe severe on? severe severe but the thing is is like i didn't have anywhere to put my cards so we we're i was putting them in the middle of the table and i just pointed to the cards in the middle of the table and he's like <laughs> i know but still like that's <laughs> so funny a stack of cards in the middle of the table that's so funny oh yeah, it was awesome but but he, now chris can't bitch about terror anymore because he beat her see i yeah, cannot you're bitch welcome. about Terra anymore so okay okay you're welcome entire internet you know, <laughs> Internet, I, I gotta ask to the podcast. Everybody and their mothers tells me you can't shoot a Terra. How did you shoot at Terra with an so, actual gun? My mother of well, it wasn't <laughs> they're not well, guns, man. Yeah, they're not they're guns, not first guns. off. Oh no, there's, only, there's like two guns. Yeah, but you can choose to go against her willpower. So Chris oh. is like, Yeah, I'm going against your willpower, so yeah. I can't do the hole in the chest thing. Look yeah. at that. And oh, and I also got. Uh, uh, I blame Dixon for coaching you up. Serena's hole in the world. This is all Dixon's and I chose fault. not to not to do it. Like, oh, yeah. I was like, now I like where she is. I have there's like three more daydreams to take shots yeah. at her. I'm good. Like I could have placed her like all the way over there. Yeah, it is good though because I, like, even though I lost by you know a VP, there were still a lot of things I learned in that game on how I can better activate in the future as far as setting up better plays. So I, I definitely was able to kind of connect a couple of dots there that I feel as playing terror, I just didn't have before. And one of those was setting up fast on models to then unbury stuff. That was something that I wasn't utilizing. And then also there's an unbury ability on Karina. When you heal something with her, if it's buried, you can then discard a card to unbury it. So there's a couple of tricks that I definitely am starting to pick up with Tara that I'm kind of putting in the bag, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. So definitely yeah. good to play her in a full tournament game and just kind of get a better idea of, okay, I need to keep these tricks in mind while I'm playing her in a tournament. Yep. Yep. She's still incredibly powerful. It's just, she's beatable, especially yeah, when the other person doesn't know what the heck is happening. <laughs> I mean, I knew what was happening. Really? Because it looks like uh, Chris was mu much more prepared. <laughs> no, I mean, I think the only thing was the no, miss like four rounds of Dreamer. That's not prepared. Yeah, so mishiring, though, the Talos, and then not getting a model up there. Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, the game probably should have been 8-8, eight, eight, and I should have done something different to defend. Okay. Um, I should have put more pressure on Capellius and just smoked him with the Nothing Beast or something. Mm. Um. So there's just a couple of things that I think I misplayed with. And honestly, another thing is if I see research mission in a pool, I know Chris is probably bringing that just because that's the type of guy he is. Mm -hmm. So if I see research mission, usually I would tech out for like a Draken troop or something. That way I can remove markers on my half of the table. Yes. Yeah, but with the jaded yes Nori on the line. Yeah, I couldn't bring him because I already dropped uh, Monshield. Also true. Also true. Because I thought that I was like, oh man, I need to like hire a Draken troop, but I can't do that because you know things. Yeah, but, which is fine because I'm telling you, I appreciate John doing that little twist in the tournament because it made the games 
more interesting just and be like, oh yeah, they already dropped this. If they're doing that trophy, they're they can't bring that. Yep. Yep. Makes exactly. the the planning becomes a lot more meta. Like, like wait, wait, okay. Chris just, is used to seeing the emissary and he's like, Well, I know Pete already dropped the emissary, so I don't have to worry about that. Yeah, I want more tournaments to have some type of it's hey, cool. let's let's do single keywords. That's I like that. I don't like the hiring outside and bringing versatile models that that you could take four of the five games and they're yeah. synergized with all the lists, like the damn guild mage. Yep. That yep, yep. model should not be the what it is. I mean, it synergizes with every single keyword in that faction. Why not bring one type of thing? That shouldn't be it. It should synergize with one or two of the factions keywords. Yeah. I mean, they in exchange they have crappy upgrades if you think about it. So it's I mean, it is Leadline coat. No, 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 no. I wasn't talking about. Sorry, I thought you were talking about Outcast, not a. Uh, no, guild. no. I'm talking about Guild and the Guild Mage. Oh. Guild yeah, Mage no, synergizes with every single keyword in its faction. Yeah, yeah. pretty close. Screw and that model. It's cheap. I mean, not super cheap, but. He's seven points. That's super cheap, in my opinion. For it yeah. is. What's her face? It's eight points. Um, and she's worse. Uh, Nightmare Girl. Bowman. Serena. Serena. Yeah. Yeah, and it it was like I said, that's just one of the things that I think more Malifaux tournaments need to do is just switch it up and be like, you know, no double masters or no this, just to try and prevent um and it just makes the events more interesting because you don't see the same just good models that people usually bring. Yo. So I was I was pumped. It was a great event. Yeah, seeing that guild mage so often was Infuriating. It's very infuriating. Yeah. Yeah, Outcasts, I mean, there's not a lot of models in Outcasts that you're like, you see in every single list. Um, I'd say there's the a emissary. Couple, yeah, the emissary is the big one. That's yeah, why emissary, I thought they were but, talking about it. But no, the emissaries are, in my opinion, emissaries should be ab- available to bring in every. And I'm kind of disappointed that, like, Rezzers, their emissary is not like an auto pick for all the lists. And yeah. There's a lot of other factions because emissaries are expensive models. Yes. They should be good for every keyword. Yeah, hodgepodge emissary is so good. Yeah. I think all I think all the emissaries should be kinda similar in that uh, they they should all be good. They all have use in a lot. Like they should all have that, you know, enemy or uh, friendly models that start within three get plus one speed or something like that. Or some kind of benefit like that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They're like, expensive uh, models. For... I'm very uh, upset about the Arcane Emissary not having the consistency of the rest of them, too. Like, yeah. he, his stats are not great. I don't understand why he's not... Yeah, but know... somehow the Hodgepodge, which is a donkey with a huge pack with Correct. an old dude on top of it, is somehow defense and willpower six. With manipulative, hard-to-kill, move-along, and healing draughts. Because yep. why Seems not? Good. Seems oh, good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, he, he, his front of the card is made out of gold. Like a little bit more, and it would have been so platinum. The, so is the back, man. The back's gold. Yeah, the plat- back's pretty. Yeah, the Wary Road is such a powerful Road, ability. You have, you have healing with a built in upgrade, which the upgrades are all pretty good. Yeah. And then you can throw junk. Why not to give somebody slow? Yep. 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 I mean, I have done Aura of the Lost as well. It's a win more ability. And let me yeah. tell you something it is fucking money. Like once once you're winning and you do Aura of the Lost, your opponent might as well concede. It's like they're not coming back from this. That's how bad it is. <laughs> God is so good. 
Yeah, I think emissaries should be way more powerful than they than they typically are. Yeah, I mean, there's certain ones where it's like, yeah, you could put them in almost every list. Like the Bayou one and the Outcast one are really good. Um, the other ones kind of had their places in certain lists. I think Outcast is number one easily. And then probably it's tied for me for Lucky and the Intrepid because both of them are just so damn good. Yeah. 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 Brutal has its uses. I definitely see him in lists against Obeys. That makes perfect sense. Uh, Mysterious Emissary, there's like four masters that love playing him because he's fucking awesome, sweet. But yeah, no, I think Chris is right. The Carrion Emissary, I mean, I love playing him when I was playing Seamus, but that's Yeah, it. he fits in like one or two keywords. Yeah, I was like, why the fuck do I want to pay 10 points for this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I don't know about you, Chris, but definitely there was some lesson learned and lessons learned in that tournament for me um just as far as just different tactics and tricks that i used i think barbaros is kind of a cool trick that i just kind of have up my sleeve for random pools uh that i'm going to kind of just randomly drop here and there just to kind of surprise people but actually my goal moving forward is to get more games with jack daw and parker i'm actually more interested in jack daw than parker but parker 2 definitely has my interest well, I can easily tell you, if you are pretty good at abusing Hazardous, you're going to love Jackdaw too. Uh, but I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of Parker, so I don't know much Parker about Parker 2, him. I like better than Parker 1. Okay. Um, Parker 2 kind of, it actually kind of the same thing you were just saying, Dixon, but with ski markers, they kind of pulse out damage. So okay. it kind of abuses the ability of dropping ski markers. And then if they're within 10 of Parker, you can ping uh, enemy models within two of it for, for a point of damage. Okay. So that's a little more interesting to me than just his run and gun stick. Um, but just, def, definitely more interested in Jackdaw. I just don't know how you get to use it well when it's an aura effect. That's the thing that I'm not convinced about. The fact that it's an aura makes it a lot harder, in my eyes at least, to yeah. And that's well. the thing. That's the thing that I was coming into problems with, is like the ones that Chris could place. He was putting them where it was only hitting like one model, um, or he was doing like when a scheme marker would go down. If it wasn't in line of sight of Parker, then it didn't trigger it. So okay. there definitely was a few things that like could prevent it from being set up well. Right. So so that's kind of the the catch with that one. I did like that Chris and I were talking about his bonus action. It makes the drop it trigger on friendly models attacks against a certain model. It makes the drop it trigger after resolving. Right. So that way, even if you lose, if you get the trigger, you still drop the scheme. Right. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. No, it's that basically guarantees that you're going to get effects that, uh, that abuse the scheme markers, but I, I mean, I still, I'm not convinced 100% that no, I'm more, he is I'm good, more interested in Daw, for it. sure. Ooh. Because the, for, uh, I'm Daw. more interested in Daw. Tracking. Because I feel like the problem with Daw is Daw 1, if your opponent was kind of hip to it or if you caught a bad matchup, you basically just kind of were screwed. Right. Whereas now, if, like, I'm playing against Brewmaster, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to drop Daw 2, and this will be a lot better. <laughs> I mean, he can dance around you all he wants. He's going to take one damage every single time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and that's me, the thing. Bro. You just you put out hazardous terrain, 
and your stuff's a little more spread out yep. and apparently hanged with uh with that terrifying the servant of the dark powers upgrade seems pretty good oh yeah makes them like terrifying what 13 12 something like that 13 that's 13, good definitely <laughs> i mean the the most awesome thing that i see i mean yes double hang with the upgrades obviously op but like the crooked man now makes yeah it so that the aura automatically staggers the guilty you can put the aura on them like it's super dumb in my opinion yeah yeah because you could just like put it on a guilty and then just slam it into somebody yeah and then just be like all right you can deal with it but if you do kill it you're gonna get an upgrade and you're gonna take damage and that's all the stuff i want to happen anyways yeah i mean i i, I want to double check on that because somebody told me that it works but like i it says here that's all the friendly so i was just like i know that this I mean, should work apparently. I don't know. I had I don't play doll though. Yeah. All I know is that when I did play against him, the guy had no guilty. He had just the hang, tormented, and if I remember correctly, double crooked man. And I hated life because I barely could move. Like they were choking me, and I was not happy. So guilty as charge just makes the friendly tormented models can treat. The guilty as an enemy model, so right. I because the upgrade for Daw, um, it makes it so that other models are are it, considered your. It, it says other friendly models treat the area within three as hazardous. Right, and now it's like, is is, is does it work? And like, yeah, that works. I'm like, I don't know. So I'm, I don't think it. I don't think it does because the, the guilty. Make... I mean, guilty is charged on the on the guilty. Just says that if. It literally just says friendly tormented okay. models. Well, if somebody treat could, this as an enemy. If somebody can please like verify that, because like I'm not convinced, but apparently that's how it's supposed to work. So all I know is that I got harassed the ever living crap out of. Because if I take any uh, hazardous damage, I automatically get uh, staggered, which then the hang were just like just violently destroying me. That was literally the problem. It was like, all right, pick the model that has that already activated. That's like right next to another model. You basically can't fight within three inches of any other friendly models. You just can't. Because if you do that, then it was just like, well, I guess I lose. <laughs> Once they have staggered, I mean, that that dead man's collar is against a move. So, yes. I mean, your stat's going to be reduced by two. And I mean... No, no, but not only that, keep reading, because, like, you got to discard a card every single time. Well, not only that, but then they have a (laughs) built-in way down, so if you have an upgrade on you, which you're probably going to in a lot of situations, it's it's a 3, 4, 5, then, damage track. 3, 4, 5, must discard a card. Yeah, the must discard a card is probably the worst part of that. Yes, it is. That is absolutely what I hated the most, because every single thing was, was hitting me. Like Montressor wasn't attacking me him directly. Montressor was telling the hang to punch me in the dick. It was <laughs> not happy. Yeah. What are y'all talking about? Uh we just I was talking about how now I'm gonna try to start adding Jack Daw into my rotation of outcast stuff that I've been playing. Yeah. So we were we were just talking about kind of Daw too and how the hanged and Montressor and some other models can kind of make that sing a little bit. Yeah. I think you can enjoy him a lot. I mean, I, I, don't... I enjoyed him the first time I played Outcast, so I am excited to revisit it. Yeah, uh, I don't think Augustus Hart is good with him. I actually don't know where I would fit him. Yeah, I was talking to a lot of people about that, and he's just 
just because it's almost like um what's her face with brewmaster 2 um what the hell's her name um shoujo okay so shoujo generates so many pass tokens and the poison and stuff and yoko doesn't really need that no because yoko they already uses, generate so much right but yoko uses the other side like yeah. as soon as your opponent declares uh, a scheme all of a sudden your crew has a lot of pass tokens so she doesn't yes. need to be drunk she just so august heart kind of feel feels the same way for me where it's like oh and nelly he's like stupid good right but with this one i'm just kind of like yeah, i mean with jack daw i mean i'll try it but i don't think it fits in there as well as like a jacuna or you know the hanged or crooked man would so mm. i will try it out eventually that's very true yeah, I mean, it's going to be funny whenever you play against Chris and Chris gets got by a crooked man. That's going to well, be the, hilarious. Well, the, and Chris and I were actually talking about a lot of these new enforcers seem to favor one title over the other. Okay. Yes. I don't know if you've noticed that, Dixon, but that's kind of you know, what we've been playing with our crews. Right. A lot of the title boxes were like, oh, man, this is just like so much better. There's there's fewer of them that work with both, I will say. Yes, that. I would yeah, say... Hercules definitely works with both, but that's that's where it ends, really. Oh, yeah. both fits with both. Oh, that's true. That's true. Well, both fits with both just because it's a it's a ram, and Maxine's entire crew doesn't just rams. So it's like, hey, you've got a ram, so it works. Um, but yeah, for the most part, it's like Weird came up with these ideas, and then they were like, oh, this would go really well with his master. Who else can we put it with? And they're just like, oh, throw them in the box too. Let's spin the wheel. <laughs> and they're like, it lands on one, and they're like, okay, let's give it this one tiny little italic kind of keyword that's, where it's kind of it. <laughs> that's cold. And no, it's but it's it's one hundred percent true because you just look at some of these enforcers and you're just like, why would I take that? Like, hmm. it doesn't fit keyword doesn't fit the keyword doesn't synergize that do you know okay doesn't do anything type thing i mean i can't disagree like i the more yeah i mean there's there is at least one model that i'm just like why would anybody ever play this thing which is the soul battery i really don't see any i have heard that from so many people yeah it's like they didn't give a model to either amalgam or honeypot so they lost the 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 lottery what yep Everybody yep. just there was that's such just, that's just it. <laughs> such a pregnant silence. I was like, did I say something wrong? No. And just, despite what right. uh, you have well, no, no, no argument. I don't know. I was talking to Jesse Ellis. Still wants to convince me that the backup assistant for Wong has some play. But like, I don't know, man. A backup assistant for I've got your back. I don't know how much I want to pay for that. I, I mean, he's he's cute, I guess. Yeah, some of the uh, things that he can do. I don't what know. About you, what about you, Chris? As you expand your Neverborn experience, uh, is there any title you're looking to get some more games and experiences with for future tournaments? Yeah, I um, I actually like how Dreamer synergizes with his crew. So I think I might start playing Dreamer a little bit more. <clears throat> I think I might yeah. try to really learn how Dreamer 2 is supposed to function. Okay. And try and play him as he should, because the first time I played him, it was just like a. Yeah, I'm not I was really surprised. Um, I wasn't surprised because you don't have as many games with Dreamer Two, but I actually think Dreamer Two probably fits better into Symbols of Authority. 
uh, the podcast episode that is coming out on the day that we're actually recording uh, right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Dixon and I talked about the um, basically the new Dreamer title and some of the tricks that are in that episode really kind of been like, okay, I mean, that's pretty freaking good. So that kind of fits well with his other, uh, yeah. his non-title version. Would it yeah. have countered what you did with Terra? Uh, it's more mobile. Uh, yeah. I oh, think I, so did, you could, right, you could have I think I same. did the right drop. And well, you could have done the same that. thing and easily scored, you know, the symbols and others. I did easily score. I got well, eight points. Come on, man. Well, I'm telling you, as that was the rest of your crew. I'm saying if, if I did a better job of countering your crew, Dreamer 2 still probably could have gone and gotten yeah. most of the symbols just because yeah, of how yeah. quick and shifty he is. Yeah. I mean, 100%, uh, yeah. the only reason why I was able to actually win, and I barely won the game that I played against Scott after the, after we, we recorded, Yeah, he invited me to a game because he wanted me to see it, and we played, and I barely won, and that's because uh, he invited me to play, and then there was a, a day in between, so I just listened to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so this is this this Cheater. is all right cool oh, dude i pay attention like i make sure that i know what the hell <laughs> we, call it, we call that cheating so the last thing so this is the last thing i want I to talk about yeah i didn't want to be like completely and god and i was like this all is right. a this is a random thing that dixon just kind of brought up so yeah. as a as a person who's on a podcast and you know people in your meta and metas across the country and shit listen to the podcast Yep. is there some stuff you'll hold in reserve because you don't want people to know the way you play certain ways <laughs> absolutely not i i'm I wide open i, I don't either we're not that smart apparently no we're no. not we definitely don't like i mean why game it like we're not already <laughs> at at one point i looked over across the table at chris and i was like do you listen to our podcast and he's like no you're in a podcast i'm like yeah it's rage quit wire you should listen to him because you know exactly what i'm doing <laughs> that I, like, that happens all the time like i i play now and i people hey i listen to your podcast and then they like counter me very very like exactly and i'm like yeah, damn it sense. i shouldn't have told no. you no no i'm like no this is how I, 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 get like, I like it yeah i enjoy <laughs> yeah. it this well, is how i get better there's now a, there's <laughs> Actually, a lot for... a lot to be said for a person who i'm going to tell you how i play and do it anyways and still try yep. to win the game and still win the game that's for impressive. Those, yeah, for everyone who's listening and you know of the enforcers that fit both masters, mm-hmm. let us know because we just don't see it. So yeah, let There's us know fewer of them than there are yeah. ones. That what favor enforcers do you think favor both masters? And I, I would appreciate knowing yeah. knowing that. There's two of them that are completely useless. The backup assistance and the soul battery are both just like Poo-poo. just dog shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, so I'm sure that there's a list out there of, you know, viable, not viable, stuff like that. Yeah, yep. If anyone who's listening, if you know of some of those new, mm-hmm. um, what is it, Malfo Burns Enforcer models that favor both Masters, yep. just let us Malifo know. Burns. It'd be fun. Yeah, it'd be fun. We could talk yeah. about it. Yeah, because like Metallurgist, Godlike. Like if you look God, at the models. Godlike. Oh, yeah. so good. And Metallurgist is such He's better a than damn. he should be. Like, it's she is amazing. Von Schill, she, like... she just, she counters a lot of shenanigans. Like the whole, hey, you can get your armor against like shockwaves and hazardous terrain and shit like that. Yep. It's just, it was so good against Jedsa because the person I played with throughout like, you know, Mikhail's you know, whatever his father legacy shockwave thing. Right. And I was like, cool. My armor is going to reduce that to zero. Yep. Good game. Yep. <laughs> I mean, the corpse curator also got like 
Corpse Creator has won me so many games, and I've seen people use it in such a disgusting way. Is that better with yeah. McCabe or the Rezzer? It's good with both. I would, I would. Okay, so I would say it's better slightly with better with the Rezzers, yeah, but with only Rezzer. because of how heinous uh, McMorning Mac, 2 is. Oh, so that's yeah, McMorning okay. 2. Yeah. yeah so so McMorning gives two. you that free corpse Ooh. that he wants. Yep. Okay. Yep. And, and he also puts out corpses on an yep. auto trigger, which is Correct. just dumb but it's super dumb he's so amazing he's so amazing so that's yeah. the reason why it's slightly better with him that doesn't mean that it's not incredible with with uh mccabe, McCabe. it's just yeah. it would mccabe draw a card with fucking uh professor mcmorning i mean or dr mcmorning you just fucking well, get his a, entire a crew second point model for free every turn his entire crew draws a card basically also true yeah. also the corpse so creator, if i remember correctly uh, there's an upgrade with uh, with experimental with the new McMorning that also does an extra thing on the hazardous. I think it does damage or some shit like that. So the the normal so one thing the corpse creator does, yeah, he carries around like markers and shit, and he can just dump them on top of people on purpose. So you can just like push around the the, the corpse creator to get free damage and poison on people. It's super dumb. Yeah, so the corpse, Pete, the corpse creator counts as a, a corpse or a scrap marker, which is what I'm telling, which is what we're saying. Uh, yep. McCabe's yep. entire crew is if you start with an X sure, number, sure. Yep, you get to draw cards. Yep. Right. So it's an it's the entire crew. So if you play it right, then yeah, it synergizes very well. Gotcha. But with Rezzers, getting those extra corpses out is just oh, so definitely else. Yeah. yeah, it's so good. It's basically either A, I draw four cards, which is what the corpse creator does across the turn, or... B, I summon a seven point model every turn. Yeah, you which know. is what Ed did not do. He oh. was like, I could have, I could have meted and you know done like the whole uh, what are they called? Um, what are the, really... the models called? The... Oh, it's a flesh construct. Yeah, the... he could. Yeah, he could do flesh constructs where you get one a turn. Yep. And then he was just like, but I just, I, I just, I, I don't. It's not my play style. And I was like, okay, I mean, that's, that's cool. Yeah, I like it. Thank you. <laughs> Dixon, last thing. Why don't you tell everybody what we're going to be recording this Saturday so it'll come out in about a week after this episode. Oh, we are going to get some uh, good info on the Six Nations Tournament. It is a live uh, person tournament that happened on the UK about like a week ago. We're going to be talking to one of the people in the first place turn, uh, team in uh, the Poland team. The Polish team, yeah. Yeah, the Polish team just destroyed them. 5-0. Everybody. I'm telling you, Poland's always had a good gaming meta just because they <laughs> yeah. play games like War Machine, they played Guild Ball, yep. and now a lot of them are doing Malifaux. And then Angel's uh, coming back because we knew that he was going, so like we needed to like hear, okay, how how was the experience? How did it yeah. go from going to connect, you know, from Canada to uh, I think it was in Scotland, and yeah, it was just like holy crap. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm excited to talk to them about it. Yeah, people wanted more information about it, so we reached out and we got a couple people on the teams. Uh, and it's going to be interesting because I feel like the international meta is definitely way different than the American meta and then the the Vassal meta. So it'd be interesting to see how they played. Plus, I was talking to Edic about it, and he was talking about how there were different pools. Like, for example, somebody's like, oh, you didn't play Zip because you didn't do Symbols. And he's like, well, yeah, somebody else on my team did that, so I didn't have to. So it'll be interesting to hear the format as we kind of go through that. That's right. Yeah, because I, I I have a few questions about that. I was like, who does the who's the captain? 
How do you pick? Is it eight people? Is it six? Uh, yeah, definitely curious. Yep. So be on the lookout for that next week. Uh, I don't know. You guys got any uh, parting blows before we get out of here? No. Thank you for listening. Absolutely. <laughs> no, no parting bows. I had, I had a great, great time at the two day tournament. It was a lot of yeah. fun. I love talking about it. I loved all the people I played against. Chris played against you twice. I hope you're listening to the podcast. I had a great time. I hope you come out and play more Malifaux, flip some cards. Kick Chris in the nuts. Yeah. Yep. Beat me, man. Get, get, used right. to, get used to those auras. And last thing I will say before I hit the sign off, uh, we do have some future announcements that I'm not going to announce until it's a little further down the line. But our patrons have already had some inside knowledge to it. So uh, if you want to support us and uh, sign up on Patreon, you can get some of the head of the curve news for uh, things for the podcast. So, all right. But until next time, make sure that you guys are flipping cards, flipping tables, and we'll see you all next time.